This episode is sponsored by the Polaris Law Firm based in North Carolina. It is a completely owned black law firm. They provide legal advice and support for criminal law, speeding tickets, and DWIs throughout North Carolina. Also, they do trademarks and copyrights for anyone throughout the U.S. We love this law firm even more because they donate 5% of their revenue directly to local charities, nonprofit organizations, families in need, and in our communities. If you reach out to them today for your needs and reference Good Girls Behaving Badly, you'll receive 10% off discount of all services. Remember, that's the Polaris Law Firm in North Carolina. You're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey guys, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how is Don't your week? No. I was going to say week, not weekend. Oh. Jesus great. Christ. It was fine. I, I go to work. I mean, just work. <laughs> I go to work. Mm-hmm. And I go home. Okay. So. <laughs> the reason why Shanae started to cut me off is because we were together all weekend for her birthday trip. We went skiing and snow tubing and... All that winter fun. Yeah, it was fun. I it liked was. It. I'm sore, but same here. I enjoyed it, and I'm glad. It, I, I didn't want it to snow as much, but I'm glad we got a little bit of snow. It did snow while we were there. Yeah, um, but we were able to get out. That's the main important <laughs> yeah. thing. But it did snow a lot. Mm-hmm. But my week was good. My old boss left. I did a little thug tear because he got me a gift. But welcoming the new boss with. A half open arm. No. You know what I say? Be open. I am and open. And see how she, see how your boss is a female now? Yes. See how she responds. She may be super dope like your last boss. She seem like. I'm saying just give her a moment. I feel like until she give you a moment not to be open. You know what I'm saying? Like just float, roll with her. I want roll my old with boss her. Back. Well, look, it's not happening. So you got. It was so sad that he left. Like we just roll. we did a long hug. Just roll with it for a little bit. Fine. She could be just as dope, maybe in some different ways. Ugh, probably not. I think the biggest thing is, <laughs> I mean, at least for me, is like, is she cool? Will she be? flexible with you is she gonna be like a micromanager those are the biggies no she doesn't seem like a micromanager so that's the good stuff that's the good stuff (sighs) yeah just be open yeah okay okay (laughs) but guys so shanae's actual birthday is monday you guys know we record on sunday so it's tomorrow but whenever you listen just you know go to her page or our instagram page and tell her happy birthday okay it's the 19th so if it's after the 19th, say belated. But that's all. And <laughs> if you want to tell me happy birthday, I appreciate it. If you don't, no biggie. <laughs> all I ask is, I actually, I won't say it. No, say it. Don't hit me with the HBU. Uh, no, HBD. I HBD, hate that. Right. It's like, when people HBD. say HBD to me, I say TY. Just to be petty because I feel you like might as well have said me. nothing. I, that's what I'm saying. I said HBU. HBD. No, I'm like, I don't know what the U was. <laughs> well, I guess happy 
some I've seen people do just let it ride. Don't <laughs> don't you don't have to say anything. If you don't feel like typing it all the way out, mm, just don't. Let it ride. Yeah. It's okay. I'm okay. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. You know. But it's I'm like everything offended. doesn't have to be an acronym, guys. Like, God. You could put happy B day. Yeah. That's better. <laughs> but HBD is just, just rude. <sighs> it is to me, but what else? I still think you need to. It's just like, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. You it's know? almost like imagine if instead of someone saying I love you, they put I Y U. It's not the same. It's like or no, I did the letters wrong. Thank it's you what you I, were saying. I L U, yeah. Thank you what you were saying. It doesn't have the same effect. It's just like thanks cause you can put three letters together instead of actually grabbing your balls and saying the words out, you know. You gotta grab your balls to do that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> but what what media do you have for us this week? Well, I'm gonna be brief because I wasn't really keeping up. <laughs> we were uh, in our extended network <laughs> um, going our phones. First, it's unfortunate about the latest shooting that was mm-hmm. in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, 17 people passed. Mm. And some of the survivors, they're planning a march um, next month sometime about gun control. I mean, it's, it, as many people have said, how many more times does it happen? Mm-hmm. And it's truly disappointing to know, I mean, unless you know how to NRA, NRA how mm-hmm. much control they have in politics. But they are funding a lot of these people campaigns. And even though people are like, yeah, this is wrong, they need the money. They're more concerned about keeping their seat, mm-hmm. keeping their run. Mm-hmm. And so they align themselves with them. Even though it's clear to me, mm-hmm. clear that there needs to be some gun reform. And I even think when people call for gun reform, we're not saying people can't have guns. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be better protocols and it need it, it shouldn't be there just need to be more checks and balances mm-hmm. and there just needs to be more done in that arena outside of the fact that i've read several articles where like people warned people warned him of him and he's yeah that's what i was about to say so there just needs to be just a bigger because conversation just not there just were about warnings about him like a month before and they didn't do the proper investigation and then, then this type of stuff so it's equal hand there just needs to be checks and balances on both sides of this, but I think they're focusing more on the fact that people knew of issues with him and not focusing on the fact of, yes, he needs some mental health, but that still doesn't dismiss that we do need gun reform. And and I that's I think that goes to the point that I was going to say is because, just for example, you look at a terrorist attack. They don't go after, oh, how do people get the materials to make explosives? They go after the group of people that attack. But... Most of the people that do mass shootings are white men, but every time that happens, it goes to gun reform. And it's like, clearly, like you said, these people have mental health issues, and most of them show some of signs. Them. Some of them. I well, ain't yeah. gonna say all of them. Right. But a good amount of them that do have them show signs in advance. And so, like, to me, that goes to prove that, especially in schools, that mental health awareness and guidance and therapy needs to be more encouraged as well. So. Right, and I just want to make clear I'm all for gun reform because it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think some of the bigger things is like the type of gun someone could have. It's like mm-hmm. you, as a civilian, you shouldn't even be able to 
have these. I mean, mm-hmm. black market gun thing. That's another conversation as well. Because that's what I was going to Because that's say. a part of it as yeah, well. Some people some argue them, that when restrictions are tighter, they just find other ways but to But some get people them. legally own these ridiculous weapons where it's like, you know, if there's a burglar, you don't need no hardcore... <laughs> Right, you know, right, you right. don't need Machine that. Gun. You need a pistol. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just think it's unfortunate. As you, you know, you see the names, you see their ages, and on top of it all, just just because of the world we live in today, you just got to be thankful. You just, you know, and people are like, what can you do? There's nothing you can do. Right. When someone just takes a gun and go anywhere, we've seen it in movies, mm-hmm. we've seen it in churches, and so for me, you know, I just constantly pray for safety for my friends and family myself and be as aware of your surroundings as you can and you just kind of have to leave it unfortunately yeah. yeah you know yeah moving on black panther came out this weekend yes i've heard such great reviews and it's so cute to see everyone's responses mm-hmm. and everyone's just feeling good about it they've been doing records even before the movie actually came out so i think it's dope i tried to get a ticket for tomorrow and (laughs) i think i'm gonna have to see it next weekend because i've looked at tickets Mm -hmm. all week and there's nothing which is a great thing yeah i'm just gonna be behind (laughs) i'll be behind i probably won't be doing wakanda forever till next episode Well, yeah, so I won't say too much about it because, you know, Shanae hasn't seen it and a a good amount of people haven't seen it. But I saw it Thursday and I was thoroughly uh, satisfied and I probably will see it again, but I loved it. My bae is in the movie, so I was happy. Um, But just they um, released some of the numbers already. So for their three-day debut, they um, grossed. $192 $192 million, which is the fifth biggest opening of all time. And, like, above it is only, like, Star Wars, Jurassic, like, other huge movies. But it's the fifth highest of all time and the number one for um, an African-American directed movie. Because the only one behind it was um, Fate of the Furious, and that had $98 million. So it doubled what african-american director has done in the past so it's definitely breaking records and i'm loving it and i'm loving the videos and the pictures of people going dressed up and right it's been everything. fun it's and been it's fun and it's creating good dialogue because of the message of the movie which i again won't speak to until later but um i was thoroughly impressed and satisfied with the outcome of the movie yeah I'll have my thoughts probably <laughs> next week. I'm going to try to see it this week, but so far, it's been sold out. Yeah. For the theater I want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have something else, but I lost it really quick. Oh. Hold on, guys. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. Oh, maybe I... Maybe it's not that important. I don't know. <laughs> um, so... That's it. Okay. We're going to keep it brief and keep, keep it, it cute. Keep it cute and sweet. So, um, we did have a question of the week. And our question was, would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? Most people say that they would rather be um, the person that invents 
a the drug. drug right. Yeah. <clears throat> and so J. Del Negro, he grown up he brought up a good point. He said, Not the first person to explore a planet because that probably mean that I'm the first person on that planet because it ain't going to be no way to get back to Earth. Oh, the first person to die on that planet because it ain't going to be no way to get back to Earth. Ain't no space Ubers. But Misha Girl chose to be the first um, on a new planet, but everybody else chose to invent um, a new drug. drug, Yeah, I'm going to read Bell Script Devote. His, inventing Mm -hmm. the drug, unless space child dramatically improves by the time I go up, I'll never see Earth or anyone I love again who wasn't on the spacecraft with me. Plus, I, this is the part I like. I get to tell Big Farmer to suck me slow from the back <laughs> by protecting my rights and distributing secure at, co- at cost, cost or, or for less, which mm-hmm. I like that thought. Of yes, just, me too. Because I mean, they do control too yeah, much of it. Way too much. Way too much, and they make too much money from them. So which one would you choose? Um, Cure the disease. I don't... I can't sit up here and say I have like this desire I would be like oh my god it's more plant mm-hmm. I'm fine with earth I personally feel like we should be doing more to preserve earth so mm-hmm. I'm okay I'm alright yeah I'm gonna choose the cure disease similarly because if I'm going to a new planet I wanna know that I can grow stuff there or like have plants like I wanna know that all that already before I go to a new planet I don't wanna be the first person to figure out I can't grow no kind of produce on a planet um, so yeah, I would definitely choose to, um, cure a disease instead of discovering a new planet. So guys, again, we want to remind you that today's podcast is sponsored by the Polaris Law Firm, which is the only Black-owned law firm in Salisbury, North Carolina. Um, fun fact, Polaris is the scientific name for the North Star, and as you know, the star specifically has always been very important to our people. Um, They chose this name because they want to be a guiding light for social change. Long story short, the Polaris Law Firm got your back. Um, Reach out to them today at thepolarislawfirm.com for 10% off all legal services. I promise y'all 10% off that trademark and copyright is especially useful for anyone that has a small business or is starting one. So hit them up today. So. To get into our topic of today, I'll give you guys a little bit of background. So, me and Shanae were kind of talking about one of our mutual friends, and I was just kind of discussing with her how being friends as adults is as adults is like very different from being friends as like when you're in school. One of the differences is like when you're in school, like you see each other every day, or you have class together, or you have lunch together. It's like you don't have a choice but to communicate, and so it's easy to update one another on, you know, what's going on in your life or whatever. But as an adult, like, you're going to work by yourself. Typically, like, you might make friends at work, but your old friends aren't necessarily working with you. Um, and then, like, you're going on about your life doing, you know, whatever you do. And so I think it's a little bit more difficult to have that um, open area, open window of communication with friends that you built before you were an adult. But I think what frustrates me personally is that I don't like when people only tell you when something is going wrong in your life. Because then I'm just going to think, one, that your life is crap. And then, no, I'm being serious. I'm just going to be like, dang, that person always miserable. Um, So it doesn't even give a full scope of, you know, your life. 
<clears throat> and then two, it's like, if I'm your friend, dang, I want to be here for your celebrations, for your wins, for everything else. Not just for your struggles. Because, I mean, <clears throat> then it, like, seems like, well, every time this person talks to me, they bring in something negative or they bring in a problem to me. they're just unloading. Yeah. And I'm just like, that gets exhausting. And then you don't even want to talk to that person all the time anymore. So, <clears throat> I was dealing with that with kind of one of my friends. And I was just like... And I even, in the conversation, tried to ask about some of the good things in their life. And they just seemed so dry. And I was just like, you it know was. what? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It was I a group tried. text. <laughs> I tried. And I was like, I was trying to be a part of the wins in their life and you not were. just the struggles. And they just wasn't here for it. And I don't know if the struggle was overshadowing their wins and they just didn't want to talk about the good but when they only bring bad to you, it's just like, I'd rather not talk to you. And because it's just annoying. So that brought me to an article and it talks about the five lies about adult friendships. Um, and so the first lies that we should know how to make and keep friends as an adult. And I think that's that's a lie. Yeah, it's the misconceptions and truths about adult friendships. Okay. And so that was the first one that we should know how to make and keep friends as an adult. And I feel like it goes to what I just said, that making friends as an adult is different than making friends when you're in school. And keeping friends as an adult is different because you have to actually reach out, speak to them because you're not just going to automatically see them every morning on the bus like we did when we were younger. Okay. You disagree? I, I'm for my yes, because mm-hmm. I feel like I understand the concept is more convenient when you're a child or you're in a forced space. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my friendship has not changed. Doesn't change. Mm-hmm. I'm still okay with reaching out and hanging out. And personally, I feel like when I've had to adjust, mm-hmm. it's because I felt like my <laughs> friend needs were not being met by someone. So then mm-hmm. I pulled back because it was like. It's a two-way street. You acting like it's a one-way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull back. Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and I don't know if the rest of the article, Sydney's leading this episode. I'm just <laughs> a passenger, baby. <laughs> and I don't know if it'll address it, but I'm just such a person who's like, people do what they want. And so, yeah. I don't know. I just, and maybe that's too easy. I get, there's cer- certain circumstances and you know, friendships definitely have their ebbs and flows. And right. So I'm not saying you're always going to be, you know, up top. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like to an extent, people do what they do. And I agree. <laughs> but do you think that then everybody should know how to maintain friendships regardless of, you know, their age and where they are in life? Like, it should be second nature on how to maintain friendships? Well, I feel like the thought is maintaining relationships, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and... To an extent, that is something you would be taught, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe view seeing your parents or your family interactions or what you were learning your own experience. So I'm not going to sit up here and say you should just notice because nobody knows. Just you know what I mean, right? All I'm saying is I just feel like I mean I guess it just friendship is different to different people. I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So for your friends, you think that they should know how to maintain your friendship? I mean, I think us speaking more than twice a year. <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking of like well, I bottom level, of, like bottom level of, of requirements here. I'm not mm-hmm. asking you to be up my arse 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. But like with some friends, I'm completely fine with only speaking twice a year. I'm fine. You're with not it. my friend. Well, the- for me, you're not my friend. For mm-hmm. me, it's we cool. Mm-hmm. You're not my friend. We talk twice a year. Mm-hmm. You're not my friend. If when I see you, I have to update you on the past six months <laughs> or more. Mm-hmm. You're not my friend. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Just because you're not my friend don't mean we're not cool. We don't have a certain chemistry. We can't hang out. But you're not my friend. If I had to say, I'm like, oh, girl. Oh, what did I have four months ago? I'm telling you <laughs> something happened four months, five months ago. We're trying to update lives of a half year point. No. I mean, can we at least do quarterly? I mean, no. For mm-hmm. me, no. You're not my, I, I'm not going to consider you my friend. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, number two is that we don't have enough friends as adults. Um, and it kind of goes on to say that um, when you're younger, you tend to have more friends, but because friendships are harder to maintain as adults, that you're going to have less friends. But some people feel like that means that they don't have enough friends. I mean, I think that's a. Uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. And just like coming from a space of like MySpace and our top 10 or whatever, that does dwindle when we go to, but I think. Outside of just the fact that you get busy and stuff, you change. Yeah. So the stuff that you could have vibed when you were like 15 or 18, mm-hmm. you know, I turned 26 tomorrow. I'm not who I was when I was freshman year of college. I'm not even who I was when I graduated college. Right. I ain't even who I was last year. Do you right. know what I mean? It's yeah. such radical changes <clears throat> in your 20s. Mm-hmm. I think they slow down as you get older. Don't You don't stop changing, but I do right. think right. they slow down. Yeah. And so as you try to figure out yourself and what's the priority in you and what's not, I do think adjustments are made because mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know, we don't really vibe like that no more. And I still think that's not a bad thing. I think sometimes when friendships dismantle, it doesn't have to be like this angry thing. Yeah, it could still be, be like whenever I see you, just I see drifted you, apart. Yeah, yeah. So do you ever feel like you don't have enough friends now as opposed to when you were younger? Only when I think about wanting to have a birthday party and then I'm like, <laughs> dang, I ain't nobody going to be in a room. That's <laughs> the mean, only time I think about it. <laughs> you don't only have to have friends at your party. You can invite acquaintances too. Yeah, but... I mean, I guess. I still think... <laughs> I don't have that many equations either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As, I mean, because I feel like I'll say this, the city go, no, you would have people there. She would. Because like, every time she has something, it's a room full of people. But she always I, worries I, I'm about there not being like, room only going to be like five people at my She party. worries every time, and it's always <sighs> two or three times more than what she thinks is going to be. She does this every time. There's anything happening. Because it's embarrassing to have a party and only your mother and aunts are, your aunts but that never and cousins happens. are there. But that That's never, my fear. But that never happens. That's like, you don't fear. even have a, one example of when that happened to you before to think that that's going to happen. Right? I don't know. <laughs> so I guess it's just a misconception that we don't have enough friends where it's like, Having one or two friends is completely fine because it's better to have a quality of a few friends instead of having tons of friends that you can't count on for nothing. Touche. Um, so the third misconception is that we should have a best friend and that it may be the same best friend that you had when you were younger. Um, it's like a two-parter kind of. 
I think it's nice for friendships when you when you can be like, oh, I've known this person. Actually, she's my so best friend. Yeah. I think that's great. Because every time I say I've known you since we were in seventh grade, people be like, sheesh. And then when I be like, we went to the same schools, which was not planned. No, they be like, gosh. I'm like, it wasn't on purpose, to be honest. So, I think that's great. But I also know, like, who I consider my best friend at elementary school. We don't, to this day, we don't speak. <laughs> right. We're like Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And yeah. that's it, though. Yeah. And I feel like, once again, mm-hmm. I don't think that's terrible. But I understand that thought. I think everybody wants to have that one friend. We're like, oh, I've known them for so long. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's cool when you can have friends that you've known for a long time and you're able to, like, grow together and, like, experience life together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the, I would think most of us have at least one person that, even if they're not your best friend, you've known them for a long time. Mm-hmm. They've, you've been, they've been in your life. They've been a friend for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I, I agree. That's a misconception. You don't, it doesn't have to be that way. And I also think when you get older and you start to, you know, get into your own, I think sometimes, and I think I've mentioned this on a past episode, mm-hmm. you can hold on to the past too much yeah. with a friend or even a lover just to start of, oh, they, I've known them such a long time. And sometimes I that someone can, there. they can hinder the damage that they're causing in the present because you're holding on to this, I've known them for so long mm-hmm. rhetoric when it's like, at a certain point, you can't always hold on to that mm-hmm. if too much is going on in the current, in the present. Do you ever think it's weird when you meet somebody and they don't have a best friend? Because I do sometimes. Um, I do. <laughs> I think it's like if they don't want to call in their best friend, that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But I was, I do think it's weird if someone doesn't have a person. Mm-hmm. I was like, because sometimes your person don't have to be a friend. It could be your sibling. It could be. I just feel like everyone should have a person. It's like, well, who do you go to when you have? That's what I'm issue? saying. Like, but I mean, some people go to a couple of different people, which is okay too. But. I do think it's kind of weird when you don't have, like, your go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I also, like, if you can do a guy, like, who's your best friend? Some guys will say, this is my best friend. But a lot of guys will be like, well, I don't have a best friend. Yeah. I, you know, these are my, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I guess, I think because I, I hate saying this, but I'm not going to say it's a girl thing. But, because mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like we use that terminology a more. lot more. Yeah. Yeah, but I was just thinking about one of our followers, and they like pride themselves on not having a best friend, which that I think is weird. One of our followers. Yeah, I'll tell you who later. Okay. But to me, that like I think it's though for some people, I'm like, you don't have a best friend. That's weird. I'm like, cool, whatever. I they like it. that they don't. They pride themselves on not having a best friend because they say that basically they can't count on nobody but themselves, and I'm like, well. When you go out, you be with people. So, well, how did that make them feel? Because you're not going out by yourself. Well, it really, to me, I do wonder who this is. To me, (laughs) I think it just speaks more volumes of what they've been through. Because, like, you've been hurt, boo. And you just haven't been able to get past it if you had that mindset. That's true. We're (laughs) humans. Mm -hmm. We're, like, designed for connection to Mm -hmm. a degree. So, to Mm -hmm. be like, I can't get on the way myself. Obviously... You you can only control yourself. Yes. You can't control other people. But it's not. But to act like you being isolated all the time or you not having like 
a hardcore connection with anything is I don't think there's anything like yeah I think for me that makes me go oh you've probably been hurt and I don't think there's a bad thing on counting on other people like there's no, nothing wrong either. with that but what the article is saying that research suggests that up to half of our friendships are actually unreciprocated um, friendships and that even if you do have a best friend they may not meet all of your friendship needs even if you meet theirs which I guess I, for that friendship, it would just be about communication, what you need, because it may be different from what they need as a Say that one more time. It says that research suggests that up to half of our friendships are actually unreciprocated. Um, and that it's good to remember that all of our friendship needs may not be met. So, like, they can meet your friendship needs, but you may not meet their friendship needs. So that they're saying that more than half friendships aren't equally balanced, basically. That's a shame, but I'm. I, I probably don't. They're saying that's a lie. They're saying they're saying that that's why everyone doesn't actually have a best friend because more than half for, of our friendships don't aren't meet. equally balanced. So, and this is for me even personally. I'll have people call me their best friend, but they're not my best friend. And that's because I meet all of their best friend needs, but they don't meet my best friend needs. Personally, though. I feel like a best friend to me is supposed to be mutual. <laughs> I think perk. I would and that's what they're saying that I, even if you buy guys call each other best friends, it may not actually be. But I, I'm saying if you're in a space of calling someone your best friend mm-hmm. and the other person has never referenced it as you, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I would feel <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, maybe we're not because. She or he, they never say that. They never say that I'm their best friend. They never say we're best friends. I feel like for me, that needs to be a mutual. We agree that you're my best friend and I'm your best friend. Mm-hmm. That's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Other than that, other than that, I'm like then we're just good friends. Cause I mean, there have been times where it's just like someone will call me their best friend. I'm like, oh okay, I guess we best friends. But I don't actually like go to them for situations. It's just that they call me their best friend. So I was like, all right, cool. But that just means that I meet their friend needs, but I never said that they met mine. And I'm not requiring for them to meet mine. It's like, I'm okay with where we at. I don't know. I'm just, I think as I've gotten older, I'm a little bit more like I'm 40. As I'm getting older, <laughs> I just, for me, I'm a little bit more black and white. Like, mm-hmm. if I ain't rocking with you, I ain't rocking with you. Like, mm-hmm. I've said that before. Doesn't mean we can't hang out or whatever. Right, right. But like... You and my friend, you're not. So if someone just randomly started calling you their best friend, but you didn't feel like y'all were on that level, what would you say to them? It's not worth saying. I, I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> okay. You're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. You would just let I don't. Them. I don't really quite understand the purpose of telling someone, you realize you're not mine. Right? <laughs> I would think, you know, unless... They're calling their best friend is causing you some sort of harm by it, which mm-hmm. I don't feel like it would. Right. I, I don't have anything to say, but I also feel like, I mean, people know 9.5 times out of 10, you know where you stand when it comes to Shanae. Mm-hmm. I think I'm very clear on how I feel typically about you in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're my friend and you know, you're not like, right. it's cool. Right. And it's cool to not be friends, like friends, when I say this and hang out, because I yeah. think some people don't understand it. Like, well, 
And we would y'all hang out. Yeah, because we're still cool. dope people. <laughs> yeah, you're a cool person. We just not. And we have a lot of fun together. Right. But in the midst of things, I'm not. I'm not calling you for help. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling you for support. Mm-hmm. You're literally someone I kick it with when I kick it with. Mm-hmm. I don't consider that like friends for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So number four would be that we should hold on to childhood friends, and we kind of already touched on that. No, you don't gotta. I think it's cool <laughs> when you can, but you don't gotta. Yeah, because like you said, we change. And so it's not... I feel like honestly, sometimes trying to hold on to that childhood friendships could be more work than it needs to be. It can. <laughs> it, I mean, it can. I think and even like our friendship has adjusted. We're not... We both changed in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole bunch we have in common and there's like a whole bunch of stuff we don't have in common. Right. And we're still fine. So right. I think there's room for growth. Yeah. But sometimes it don't go that way. Sometimes yeah. it's too many differences or yeah. there has to be some sort of alignment in each other's lives to me to be friends with each other. Yeah. There's something that's bonding. You may not be everything, but there's something, right. you know? Right. And if it turns out where we don't really have nothing left, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the fifth one is that we are a bad friend. Um, and so it just speaks to judging ourselves harshly because we may not have as much free time to hang out with people or we don't feel like we were as open to their needs as we needed to be. And so then we'll consider ourselves a bad friend because maybe a friendship isn't as close as it used to be. Well, I can agree in the sense of sometimes I do think relationships have ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think sometimes for me, I can acknowledge if I've been like a bad friend where I could have been more supportive and I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done that and I'll say I'm sorry. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I should have, I could have been better. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And I've done that before because I could have been. Yeah. Because no friendship is perfect. I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, if you don't want to call yourself a bad friend, you know, if you don't want to do yourself that type of title, mm-hmm. give yourself that type of title, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But there are moments I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have been better about that. Right. right. And I don't think there's anything wrong to, to say that. Mm-hmm. I do, I get what they're trying to say as an adult. Priorities change. I mean, yeah. and they'll you change more. Like, I was about to say, when people start having kids, one day married, I do want to be married and more. I want to have kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a person who thinks... My individuality in Sinead's life, and that includes independent Sinead outside of my future man and babies, right. is my friends, my family, my... And I, for me, that's super important, and I will maintain that the best way I can. Right. But also feel like if people choose not to, you can't be upset if the friend... Feelings are hurt. Yeah. I think sometimes people are like, well, I'm busy. That doesn't negate their feelings. Their feelings can still be hurt and mm-hmm. I hate like I hate this whole thought I'm an adult I'm gonna so are they <laughs> I just hate that whole mm-hmm. thought process of well I'm busy like you busy but you can post soliloquies on Facebook let's <laughs> busy is relative I mean I'm just saying I mean, it's relative it's, you know mm-hmm. what I mean you be on Insta snap all day I mean it's relative busy is yeah and that's why I get into this more of people do what they do vibe because mm-hmm. it's like you're busy by what you want to be busy by mm-hmm. like I get we do have jobs, mm-hmm. but outside of work, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, yeah, and you do what you want mm-hmm. yeah. so I can be very black and white mm-hmm. as you guys know, <laughs> and I'm more of a shade of gray I don't know. 
And so um, it gives kind of four tips um, about what you can do to kind of battle friendship misconceptions as an adult. And so the first one is to notice your self-imposed rules or beliefs about friendships and what role you play as a friend and what role you want others to play as a friend and then properly communicate them. Because I feel like if if my friends don't know that, just as this is a random example, but if they don't know that my birthday is important, then they may not make it a priority or, you know, anything like that. So just communicating those roles and those values to one another could be helpful. Um, challenging your ideas with more realistic and helpful thoughts or changing your have-tos into I-want-tos is a quick strategy that can make a big difference in your willingness and ability to connect with others, as such as making um, more friends as opposed to I want to meet new people. Because you don't want to just meet people that aren't going to add to you li- your life. You want to meet new quality people. Touche. I agree. Um, and so then accept that being critic- overcritical is counterproductive. It won't ma- motivate you to put yourself out there or to be vulnerable in the way that it's needed to build genuine, close friendships. Mm, okay. Well, I think that's why in that one, the overcritical piece is what's important. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with being critical. And as I've said before... I feel like you can you can be more honest about your critique when you are closer with someone, yeah. um, and keep it real with them. You talked about that. Yes, we had. Um, and so then the last thing is to recognize that you are not the only one who struggles with friendships, and we all can afford to think about the ways that we can strengthen and build on our friendships and our social circles. So if you're kind of new to the adulting thing, as we are, even though. We're getting older. But <laughs> I think those are four good tips to help, you know, with building and maintaining friendships as adults. Do you have any final thoughts? No, I think um, I'll just say before you write somebody off mm-hmm. or I always say you try before you be done. Yeah. So I feel like if there's any challenges you're having in any type of relationship, you could try to fix it or try to express what's bothering you mm-hmm. and try to maneuver. And then if I feel like, I feel like you just never want to be like, oh, I should have tried. I feel like try. If it don't work out, then at least you know yeah. you put in effort yeah. to fix it or maintain it or whatever. I just think life's too short to be so stressed out about stuff like this. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying to just walk away when there's problems. Yeah. But in certain situations, you can't fix it. In certain situations, it is okay to quit. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And in certain situations, also because, like you said, we're always growing. Sometimes it just takes the other person a little bit more time for them to grow up and realize what they do is wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's also not your responsibility for you to wait around for yeah, that to right. happen. So that could be the ebb and flow of y'all relationship, where it's like y'all kind of fall off for six months or a year, mm-hmm. and then once they kind of mature and they're like. You come back and you friends and, you know, apologize for whatever happened in the past. You can go on with the rest of your life and, you know, have a strong friendship. But I feel like because everyone grows at different rates, that's also an important part of it. It's like, it's not your responsibility to deal with someone else that's not meeting your friendship requirements. But they can go and fix it on their own and maybe they'll come back. So I hope you guys enjoyed our episode about friendship we're keeping this episode short and sweet and to the point because we tired from skiing 
Tomorrow <laughs> is Shanae's birthday. So we want to have the rest of the weekend to ourselves. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Pay attention to our Instagram for announcements, for questions of the week. If you have any suggestions for questions of the week, DM us on Instagram. Email us at goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. Um, we're still looking for guest bloggers. Email us. And we'll send you guys the requirements to be a guest blogger for us. Um, and I think that's all we have for the week. So, as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly. Bringing good and the bad of every week.